1: You are Locked On Thunder, your daily Oklahoma City Thunder podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
0: Hello, and welcome to the weekend edition of the Locked On Thunder podcast. I am your gracious and humble host, Eric G., saying not only thank you for making us a big time part of your weekend, or at least a part of your weekend. I'm also quoting the great Axl Rose here on the release of the 30th anniversary edition of Appetite for Destruction, which actually only missed by a year. I've seen everything imaginable pass before these eyes, and I've had everything that's tangible, and honey, you'd be surprised. Yeah, I have no idea what that has to do with the Oklahoma City Thunder, but considering the fact that Guns N' Roses hails from Hollywood slash Los Angeles, it, it seems fitting that we're going to talk a lot about the city of LA today on the podcast concerning Paul George, the fact that it's his hometown, and what he said in part two of his miniser- miniseries that's on ESPN right now. And I'll explain the whole playing for your hometown thing. I'm going to get into that and have had some experiences with that myself. Well, obviously not playing in the NBA or any professional league, but leaving for a while, coming back to your hometown after about 13 years, what exactly that means and what might be going through Paul George's head. Plus, segment number one, what we really learned. There was actually something we got out of yesterday's Paul George miniseries. And it wasn't about Paul George, it was more about Sam Presti, so we'll touch on that. And Sam admitted some things that in the past, he's sort of skirted and denied. So that'll be definitely worth talking about in segment number one. And in segment number three, we'll wrap up with all the free agency rumors and innuendos that are going on with LeBron James and Dan Gilbert. And DeAndre Jordan may, in fact, end up in Dallas after all. And plus, I will also tell you in segment number three why now is the time for you to go out and buy a Paul George Oklahoma City Thunder jersey. There's some really good reasons to do so. So if you want to invest the money, it could pay off in the long run. My name is Eric G. I've been the host of the Locked on Thunder podcast for a few months now. And have really enjoyed it. Love working for this company. And we've got big things coming up here in the near future. Also, I did radio in Oklahoma City here for a while. And hosted a lot of Thunder Post games. I've been covering this team for five years. I know I say that every single podcast. But this is something they like us to do. Because maybe this is the first time you're listening. And I've been very fortunate in my dealings with the Thunder. Plus, if you want to see what I have to offer as someone who covers the Thunder, you can always go to LockedOnThunder.com. We've got video archives from players, coaches, and front office people, plus we also have every single one of our podcasts stored there, so feel free to binge listen and catch up on everything that is Oklahoma City Thunder. Segment number one now, and for some reason I want a really big intro there, but segment number one, Paul George, part two last night of his miniseries that's on ESPN, taking us through his journey through free agency. What did we learn? Well, one, the biggest thing we learned is that Sam Presti is a fan of the band Tribe Called Quest. Come on, you would not have pegged him as a fan of that band either. Sam and I have actually taught music. We've taught Jimi Hendrix. We've had an opportunity to talk Beatles. Sam is about as big a music fan as you're going to find in the city of Oklahoma City. And his, his depth of music is incredible. And the dude plays the drums. He's even recorded an album. So his acumen with music and pop culture, maybe a little bit better than what people give him credit for. Wouldn't have pegged him to quote to quote Tribe Called Quest. Wow, there we go. Tribe Called Quest and saying "Scared money don't make none," but it's true, and that's how Sam Presti played out this last year by taking the risk and trading for Paul George and giving up the most improved player in the NBA in Victor Oladipo and Amanis Sabonis, who would have been fine additions for the Oklahoma City Thunder this year. What Sam Presti really did, though, other than tell us that he's a fan of a band that most of us didn't expect him to be a fan of, was that he admitted that in a market like Oklahoma City, had Paul George been a free agent, you didn't make the trade for him, had he just been out there on the market You wouldn't have had near as good an opportunity to get him as you did by making the trade. In fact, I think Sam Presti wouldn't have said, you know, we wouldn't have had access to this guy. He admitted it would be a tougher sell, which as Thunder fans, you've heard this. You have heard this ever since this team has come to Oklahoma City, but now you have somebody in the organization finally echoing those sentiments after denying that and and I asked Sam Presti about that so just in case you forgot here is Sam Presti talking about having access to Paul George via trade and me following that up with the question about not being able to get free agents to come to Oklahoma City.
2: It's not really an, it's not that's not really the that's not really the, the context of the, of the comment essentially just it's respect to team building so um, you only have so much space available. Uh, When you have a player like Westbrook or Adams, that's going to take up a significant amount of that space. Um, Those players are generally drafted, and they're generally drafted toward the top, but there's also the, the, the occasion in which a player can get picked out of the, a needle in a haystack and get picked you know somewhere else within the draft but generally higher draft picks have the higher projection to become those types of players. We weren't in the position to be in that race. Uh, we had a team that wasn't um, declining itself uh, and opening up salary cap space because we, we won 47 games last year on the heels of, um, uh, the, of of free agency. Now we could have pulled the court at that point and gone a different direction um, some teams would have done that um, but and that would have opened up plenty of space but with that there, you need to have elite players to attract other elite players in today's NBA so for us it became more of a trade conversation um, in order to, to get a player like that and um, in order to do that you have to give up good players to do that so it's more systemic in terms of how can you add those types of pieces to your team based on where the timeline of your team is we're still working off the canvas of 2008. Like, we arrived here, and we haven't turned the page because we haven't rebuilt the team since 2008. And I'm, I, I'm, I'm happy about that. Um, at the same time, we're, we're trying to make it work you know, as long as we can, um, but ultimately, us, like every other team, is going to have to find ourselves in a position where we'll have to rebuild. Um, the, the ability to get Paul George... Uh, prior to Russell's contract um, opportunity, I think was the best way for us to have a chance to continue to to stay on that track and not uh, take a different turn. Uh, Because I think the fans in Oklahoma City have been so great, so supportive. We want to try to keep uh, an elite team on the floor as long as we can. And as Fred asked earlier, that could come with a big expense. But um, Fortunately for us, that expense hasn't been uh, longitudinal, you know, and it's certainly not permanent. But that's where we're at. That's where we're at after after ten years. Hopefully, going on eleven.
0: So for at least ESPN, Sam Presty was willing to say that on camera, and you also had Paul George's agent admit that for Oklahoma City, instead of having just a normal two-hour meeting with Paul George about what you have planned for free agency, now you've had a chance to recruit him, talk to him, and have that interview for a year because once you got him into the organization, he can really see what you're all about versus just two hours and then having to make a snap judgment, which I've said gives the Thunder a big advantage over the Lakers, at least this year, because one, Paul George has seen it firsthand. He knows what his chemistry with Russell Westbrook and Steven Adams is like and everybody else on the team, not only on the court, but off the court. He knows whether or not he wants to play with Carmelo Anthony again and certainly can express those feelings to Sam Presti. Whereas with the Lakers, you're making a snap decision and the the Lakers thing gets a little bit more dicey from this perspective if you're Magic Johnson. Right now, what are you selling, Paul George? Think about this. Are you selling Paul George that Kawhi Leonard and LeBron James are going to be your teammates? Are you selling Paul George that Lonzo Ball and Brandon Ingram and Kyle Kuzma are going to be your teammates? And that this is going to be somewhat of a building process that, yes, you'll be the star, but the Lakers have to build it in order to make it a championship organization. What... What is the sales pitch here? You don't have a definite plan to put in Paul George saying, this is what the Lakers are going to be. It's like going to a Chinese restaurant back in the 70s. You've got column A and column B. And Paul George may want to order from column A, but isn't allowed to because column B may be the only option that is that is realistically. That may be the only food you have in the kitchen is everything from column B. You don't have anything necessarily from column A. So it's tough. The job for the Lakers just gets tougher every day until they can get settled. And maybe Paul George is going to wait for the Lakers to get settled. Which would be a smart thing to do if if you want to make a really good decision. Especially if you want to sign long-term. If you just want to go ahead and take the five-year max or take the four-year max then yeah, you need to wait and see what the Lakers are going to do. But if you just want to sign a one-and-one because you want to give the Lakers a year, that is the most intelligent, safe decision you can make because you know what you're getting with Oklahoma City and then you get to wear the binoculars and see up close. And the Lakers get another year of recruiting you when they're on the court. And we know that the Lakers also will recruit you off the court as well because... Magic Johnson has no problem with tampering. He'll give up whatever he has to in order to tamper because that may guarantee him a free agent later, which, hey, I'm all for. Being a college football fan, I love dirty recruiting. Magic, if you can recruit Paul George that way, I'm not going to hate. I I say absolutely go for it if if you're Magic Johnson. But also, real quick, going back to the whole free agents coming to Oklahoma City, not coming to Oklahoma City. This makes Sam Presti's job incredibly difficult every single year, because now you've got to decide how close. Every year you are in a position of how close am I to winning a championship versus how close am I needing to to start over and go through the rebuilding process. So you're constantly and look, he's not the only GM that does this. So so don't think I so don't think I, I think. Don't don't think I'm naive enough to think that not every GM is thinking about this, but I think with you the Lakers you can if you're the Lakers, you're the Celtics, you're the Knicks, you can approach it from what free agents are out there, how do we just clear cap space and are we willing to pay the repeater tax? are we not willing to pay the repeater tax? where I think for the Thunder, you have those decisions as well. but if it's going to be hard to get free agents, it's how close am I to winning a championship to how close am I to needing to rebuild? And what assets do I need to ultimately get rid of in order to make that happen every single year? It's tough. And I also think for Sam Presti, as much as he may love the challenge, and as much as he would love to cement his legacy and bring a championship to Oklahoma City, eventually that's got to wear on you. And eventually you've got to be saying to yourself, it would be easier to do this someplace that doesn't have the struggles that Oklahoma City does so if if Pat Riley retires in Miami that becomes an attractive job the Lakers will be an attractive job to anybody that wants that maybe the Clippers maybe the Clippers become a little bit more attractive they're not the Lakers but they're still LA and you're still not dealing with small market issues and you can always sell the town of Los Angeles especially to your younger players. This is the Locked on Thunder podcast, your team every day, part of the Locked on Podcast Network. I am Eric G. And coming up next here on the Locked on Thunder podcast, I'll explain to you why playing for your hometown team isn't necessarily the best idea for a guy like Paul George. That's coming up next on the Locked on Thunder podcast.
1: Locked On NBA. Available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.
0: Hope you have a fantastic weekend. My name is Eric G. This is the Locked On Thunder Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Remember, go to LockedOnSports.com. Check out all our podcasts and our writing from all our local experts that cover the NFL, Major League Baseball, and the NBA. It's the Locked On Podcast Network, not only your team every day, but local experts covering the biggest stories. The biggest story here in Oklahoma City is Paul George and whether or not he's going to stay or he's going to go, which, yeah, yeah, there's the title of today's podcast. All hail to the clash. Should I stay or should I go? Paul George, I absolutely loved, and I know that there's not going to be a lot of Thunder fans that agree with me. You probably don't agree with me. But I loved the opening narration of part two about waking up in Los Angeles, the sunset that you had coming up, you had you, you had the, the shots of the basketball court, and Paul George saying that when he was a kid, he grew up watching Kobe Bryant, and he didn't picture himself to be an Indiana Pacer or an Oklahoma City Thunder. He pictured himself being a Los Angeles Laker. But as so often in life, Paul George is finding out that you grow up considering yourself one thing, but as these twists and turns play out, you find you're another, if that makes any sense. And the whole idea of Paul George going home doesn't sit well with me for from a Paul George perspective. Whether he stays in Oklahoma City or not, if I'm Paul George, I don't go back home. Because there is absolutely no way, me going to be a Laker, do I ever stand out in that organization no matter what I do, do for them. I'm just not going to be near as appreciated as my heroes are. In fact, more often than not, you're not going to live up to your heroes. You're going to be more criticized because you can't be Magic Johnson. You can't be Kobe Bryant. You can be a great player, a really good player, a Hall of Fame player, and you're still not those guys. And when you want to play for an organization like the Lakers, you ultimately, if you're a competitor at all, want to be mentioned in the same breath as those guys are mentioned. And look, I will say this from from my experience, home is not necessarily where the heart is, Home is where you land and you are most appreciated by the people around you, be it family, be it your co-workers, be it people at church, be it just friends that you make from living in that town. That's where home is. Home is the place that you feel most comfortable. I don't see Paul George feeling comfortable in Los Angeles. Not saying you can't fish there or fit in or, or do things for the community, and yeah, you grew up there, but you also weren't subjected to the scrutiny that you're going to be subjected to in L.A. And and sometimes I really honestly, and this is going to sound crazy, think the Oklahoma City media media is tougher than the L.A. media. Um, you know, I know people will argue with that, but honestly, this media has has more teeth than people give it credit for. I digress. Back to Paul George. Toronto's a place where I can see him being a little bit more comfortable, even Boston. Even though in Boston, he's never going to be Larry Bird or Bill Russell or Havlicek or maybe even Danny Age or Robert Parrish or Dennis Johnson or whoever, you're still, again, you're away from home. And as somebody that went away for 13 years and came back, I understand that. Because when you come home, you want everyone to love you and they don't always do that. And here's the other thing. When when I was doing radio or when I wanted to get in radio, I always pictured myself doing mornings at a place like the Eagle in Dallas or Q102 in Dallas or the Cat here in Oklahoma City. Never pictured myself hosting the Locked on Thunder podcast, but it's worked out that way and it's been a fantastic experience and I'm having a lot of fun now. And I'm completely in control of my content. I have I have things that I've always wanted in my career doing this 20 to 30 minute show every single day. And Paul George has got to consider those kind of things. He's the number two in Oklahoma City with a great teammate. Well, I say great teammate. What I assume might be a great teammate based on things that Paul George said with Russell Westbrook. And maybe Russell Westbrook and Paul George, maybe they are great teammates. But here is Paul George we go back to the exit interview. We'll mind that one more time talking about playing for Los Angeles and what it means for him or anybody to play in front of their hometown crowd. Well, it's, it's, it's not even more so about that. It's, it's just, you know, kind of let everything decompress, um, you know, have that time to myself and then addressing it. It's all it comes down to. Well, with all that said, obviously what follows you is speculation about home in Los Angeles for obvious reasons. Is there an allure there to you to the idea of playing, you know, at home? Um, I mean, it, it, I would I would say you know almost everybody in this league uh, would have loved uh, to to play at home. Um, I, I won't say that's that's a lie. Um, everybody would love to play for their home uh, in one way or another, um, but that that won't be done. That's not like you know, the only, you know, option for, for why I want to go somewhere
2: is because it's home. Not at all.
0: Yeah, as we're recording this, I, I need to tell you that if Paul George makes a decision this weekend, as soon as he makes his decision, we will publish another Locked On Thunder podcast kind of detailing all that. And just be on the lookout for that. Follow me at geehso or at Locked On NBA on Twitter or at Thunder Digest. All that will will definitely be available. But you know, as, as Paul George is is saying this, I, I got to think that he's ultimately trying to do what's best for him right now, and that's a great process. Plus, if you saw the if you saw the the um, the the mini-series episode, episode number two, you saw his agent laying out all his options. By the way, incredibly staged, but still uh, informative nonetheless. This is the Locked on Thunder podcast. I am Eric G. Coming up next, why I think, actually, not why I think, but why you should buy a Paul George jersey now, and it'll definitely be worth your investment. This is the Locked on Thunder podcast, part of the Locked on Podcast Network.
1: Part of the Locked
0: On Podcast Network, your team
1: every day.
0: If you've got any extra cash laying around, go ahead and buy a Paul George Oklahoma City Thunder jersey for a few reasons. One, if you're a Paul George fan, now you can test that jersey assurance program. In fact, do yourself a huge favor. Don't only just buy a Paul George jersey, if you want to test out that who is it? The NBA Stores Jersey Assurance Program. I think it's in. in uh, I think you have to buy with an American Express. I'm not 100% certain on this. But if you understand that policy, email me, Eric, at, or G-E-E at H-S-O. G-E-E at H-S-O. Or at G-E-E-H-S-O. If you understand that policy better than me, I want all the details on it, but I say buy a DeAndre Jordan jersey, buy a LeBron James jersey, buy a Kawhi Leonard jersey, buy everybody that you think has an opportunity to change teams and then see how well they do the exchange with you. The other reason you buy a Paul George Laker jersey, maybe you don't want to exchange it. Maybe Paul George does leave, go to the Los Angeles Lakers, he has a great career with them, retires as a Laker, gets his jersey hung up in those rafters, and most people remember the years with Indiana and the years with LA, but they forget that one year with Oklahoma City. And then all of a sudden it falls into that Brett Favre jet jersey category or that, and this is the greatest of all jerseys, the Pete Rose Expos jersey or even the Reggie Jackson Orioles jersey where people go, oh yeah, that's right. Dude did play for them. Grab it now. It's worth it. Uh, News and notes. The biggest, the biggest thing that I, I love this weekend is LeBron James, not even the Paul George stuff, it's LeBron James. And him and Dan Gilbert are extremely sick of each other. Stephen A. Smith says Dan Gilbert has told people in the organization he really didn't care if LeBron James comes back, but he doesn't want to say that publicly because he doesn't want to alienate his fans. Smart businessman. So what do you do if you're LeBron James? Do you stay in a place where you know you're really not wanted or or a place where the owner would love to see you move on? Or do you exercise your option or opt out and then maybe turn around and sign a very long-term deal with this team just a spite the guy i'm doing ladder but that's me i could be a spiteful guy normally i would say don't stay where you're not wanted because because that's the easiest thing to do but sometimes somebody just gets under your skin so bad that you just have to spite them for a few more years and it's very rare in life where you've got the power over your boss If I'm LeBron James, that's the only conversation I'm having this weekend. I'm not worried about Lakers championships. Going to Los Angeles is the best for my family. I'm thinking to myself, how much do I want to stick it to Dan Gilbert? That's what I'm thinking if I'm LeBron James. And finally, the best story in free agency is DeAndre Jordan couldn't end up a Dallas Maverick after all, and there aren't anybody, there isn't anybody now on the Clippers that's going to hide him out in Houston and feed him canes until... He decides that he's going to stay with that organization. Mark Cuban, be careful what you wish for. Because now you're about to get this guy. And he's certainly not going to bring you what you think he's going to bring you. But, ah, you're the same guy that, that got rid of Chandler Parsons as well. So maybe I can give you a little bit more credit as an owner. This is the Locked on Thunder podcast. I'm Eric G. As always, we will be back on Monday. We will most likely have news about Paul George. But if anything breaks... Follow at geehso and remember, if Paul George makes a decision between now and then, we'll have a podcast here on the Locked On Thunder podcast. And uh, recommendations for the weekend: go listen to Appetite for Destruction, especially if you can get the 30th anniversary edition. I don't say, I wouldn't say, spend a thousand dollars on the box set, but hey, Spotify and iTunes—I'm sure it's all available there and you're spending a lot less money. And it's still just an amazing, amazing album, one of the greatest albums ever made. Until then, peace, love, thunder up. Everybody love everybody and have a great weekend.
1: You are Locked On Thunder, your daily Oklahoma City Thunder podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On Podcast ad-free on Amazon Music.